Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to inspire God's people. No matter how happy you are in your marriage, I bet I can name at least one thing eight out of 10 couples argue about. The temperature. Do you know that me and my wife literally cannot come to an agreement at any time on how hot or how cold we want it to be? If we in a car, now I'm going to tell you, Here's the one good thing about the car, when they created the little dual temperature, right? So look, you could be hot and set yourself on fire on your side. You know what I'm saying? I can control my own. I love that feature, by the way. But if you ain't in one of those cars that had that feature, then it's like, oh my goodness. Like, all right, so you want it on 80. I want it on 60. Like, what we gonna do? You know what I'm saying? This is real life. Now, the car, that's one thing. You can roll down, windows up and down, all that. I mean, you whatever. But the house, this where you got to live, bro. You got to sleep in this house. Let me tell you something. In my house, every single day. I don't know what it is. Like, if God just made us this different. If I'm cold, she hot. If I'm hot, she cold. It's like we ain't never feeling the exact same temperature. And it's crazy. The other night, I'm not lying to you right now. This girl had the, the heat on and the space heater on. Now, I'm like, I, I thought the space heater was for, like, if we turned the heat off and you, and you had your little space. Like, we just want to heat this space. But, no, you want to close the room doors. Like, get, we got the comfort. I mean, listen, I'm in the house on fire. I done told y'all before. I think I shared on Let's Get Social before. That one night recently, it was so hot in the house, I literally dreamed that I was on fire. And I'm not even lying. Like, that's real life. I literally dreamed that I was on fire. If I didn't share that already, I got to share that on the show. I got to look at my notes and see if I shared that. Here's my point. It's crazy to me how much the temperature or the weather controls your whole mood. It controls, like, how you feel, how you think, what you do. Man, here in Michigan, when the sun come out, I am not lying to you. It's like people lose their mind. Like people who've been law-abiding, normal citizens all winter long, the sun come out and people just lose it. You know what I'm saying? When it's cold, you got an attitude, you sleep earlier. Like, look, it get dark real quick. So when it's dark outside at 5 o'clock in the um, evening, or late afternoon, whatever five o'clock qualifies as, you feel tired. You feel like it's late. Just because it's a certain way outside, you feel that way. Look, when the sun is out and it's nine o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, you walking around like, hey, waving at your neighbors. Hey, Bob, how's it going? I'm great. How are you? How are you? How are you? And all of a sudden, you're like, why am I in such a good mood? 
simply because the sun is out. What am I saying? What I'm saying is we need to learn how to control the temperature in our own lives. It's so many times in our lives that we walking around and we losing. Like, you know, we not walking in our purpose. We can't figure out how to get there. We mad all the time. We trying to act happy, but we low-key mad, depressed, hurt, can't get over nothing. And why is this? I'm not saying it's the only reason why. I'm telling you that one of the reasons may be is that you're not controlling the weather in your life. Control your weather. What am I talking about? Control the weather? Look, here's what I'm saying. Everything around you represents your sun, represents your clouds, your rain, right? Your friends, the music you listen to, the shows you watch on TV. I was kicking it with some fellas last night. I went to hoop for like the first time in like a year or two. And um, I played a couple games and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, this is sidebar. I'm, I'm done, bruh. Uh, we, did we win? I, I think we, we might have lost one, one, one. That's it. Yep, we lost the first one, won the second one. I'm like, yep, after that win, I'm good. They like, you done already? Like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done because I'm not tired. <laughs> you know, like, see, most people wait till they get tired to be done. They wait till they get hurt to be done. I'm like, bruh, I ain't hooped in a year. I just played two games and did pretty good. Had a couple blocks, made a shot, couple steals, couple passes. Oh, yeah, we good to go. I'm done because I'm not tired, I'm not hurt, and I want to stay this way. Back to my point. After I played those couple games, I spent most of the time in the gym actually kicking it with people. I talked to my boy Tone, Julian, and Steve. And so we were kicking it. We had a really dope conversation, man. And this is where some of these ideas and stuff started coming to me for today's show was like, yo, we were just talking about how. Like, everything you do matters. And I was sharing with them, like, look, bro, I don't have time to listen to ignorant shows or gossip shows or things that's, you know, talking about the current events and just all this juicy stuff that, look, it may be entertaining. You get what I'm saying? What I'm learning how to do is spend that time listening to an audio book, a dope podcast, Inspire God's People, radio show, podcast. Whatever else whatever, you need. Whatever, whatever. Oh, I feel it. You need some good music to ride out to. Some Christian rap music. And you need an artist that's going to speak to your soul and do a little more to entertain you, inspire you. That's right. My name is J. Will Music. And if you haven't heard my music, that's cool. Here's what I want you to do. Type in J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. Look, you could do this on YouTube. You could type it on iTunes. You can type it on Spotify, wherever you listen to music at, just type in J Will Music. And look, if you don't wanna do all that, just Google it. Literally Google it. It's gonna be a bunch of links you can click and you can ride out to my music. Now let's get back to the show. But what, what is my point? I'm trying to create a weather around me, a climate around me. That was, that's the word I was looking for. I mess up words sometimes, y'all just gotta forgive me. I'm trying to create a climate of purpose. If I say I want to live in my purpose, if I say I want to walk in my purpose or find my purpose, then what I need to do is control the climate around me, meaning my friends. How do they talk? How do they respond to what I'm doing? How can 
you know, we walk together lest we agree. Like, how can we be close friends? And I want to wake up and talk about purpose every day. And I want to talk about Christ and the Bible and, you know, what's going on here and there. And you like, ah, oh, man, you on that Bible tip again, cuz. Man, where you go get off that, bruh? I'm about to go light one up. And I'm like, what? I'm about to go light up the world. Like, no, I'm not. No, cuz. I'm about to go light this. I'm about to go roll this. Like, what? Roll? Come on, cuz. I ain't rolling nothing. What's my point is that I need to control my climate. I can't listen to talk shows that are constantly talking about negativity, talking about ignorance, reinforcing my fears, reinforcing my insecurities, because that is creating a storm. So I'm walking through this life saying, God, I can't hear you. Why can I walk in my purpose or, you know, this, this, and this? And God is looking like, look at the weather you're creating. My word is there. God is there. God ain't went nowhere. But the word says you draw nigh to him, draw close to him. He'll draw close to you. The problem is we aren't creating a climate of purpose. We aren't creating a climate of Christ where it's like, nope, yeah. Because like I said, whatever the climate is, it controls how you feel. So look, some of us is creating a, a dark, gloomy climate. And we're wondering, like, it's five o'clock. Why am I tired at five o'clock? Well, it's like, look outside. It's dark. The sun isn't out. Look at what you're listening to, what you're watching. Look at the conversation. You spent an hour talking to somebody earlier, and all they did was talk negativity into your life. Negativity, negativity. Girl, you know this. You know such and such did this. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They ain't talking about nothing. And you got a whole bunch of ain't talking about nothing for the last hour, and you wondering, why am I dragging through this day? Why am I not inspired? Why don't I have the energy? And what the problem is, is you need to take that climate control and say, nope, I'm sorry. I love you, but you got to keep the negativity over there because right now in my life, I'm creating 75 and sunny. Like, now, does that mean that every day is going to be perfect? Please don't take this out of context. If you listen to this show, you know what I'm about. I'm not about a bunch of fluff, but I'm talking about controlling what I can control. I can't control if the storm comes from somewhere else, like things happen in life, I can't control, you know, the things that happen in life. But I'm talking about the things that you have a choice what you listen to, right? We can't blame that on anybody else. You have a choice what you watch. You have a choice the conversations that you entertain, that you allow to be spoken into you. So what am I saying? I'm saying control the weather that you can control. If you're talking to somebody, and it's getting negative, ask yourself, can I stop this right now? If you have it on a radio station and they're talking nothing but ignorance, ask yourself, can I control this temperature? Do I have the ability? Because I understand there are things in life that are out of my control that I just got to, hey, I got to trust God in all things. But what I'm saying is this, look, when you're hungry, you go open the refrigerator. Don't sit up here and tell me every time before you open the refrigerator, you're like, yeah, let me pray before I make this ham and cheese sandwich. Let me see what God wants me to do. You know what God wants a lot of times. You could tell if you're listening to something 
and all they're doing is reinforcing every negative thing about you because we all have negative things about us, right? I don't need to listen to a talk show that brings out the negative side, the fleshly side of Jermaine because we are all in a battle with our spirit and our flesh. And whatever you feed is what will grow. And so what I'm saying is that we're walking around and we're saying, I want my spirit to grow. I want to walk in my purpose. But you ain't feeding your purpose. The only thing you continue to feed is your flesh. If you went to the you know, pet store and bought two puppies, same age, same type of dog, and you bring them home, and you take one of those puppies, and every single day you feed it the most nourishing thing possible, whatever dogs are supposed to eat, you give it the water at the right time of day, it's like you take this dog outside and play catch and fetch and Oh, you teach her how to roll over. You do all these things with this dog. Then you got this other dog. This dog, that, that first dog is your flesh. That's the dog you spending time with. That's the dog that you're investing in. This second one, that's your spirit. You walk in the house every day, you kick over it. You walk in the house every day, you don't feed it. You don't, you don't spend any time with it. And then when those dogs start to grow up and you're looking at the spirit dog and it's fragile and frail, and it's starving and it's broken down and it's, it, it just looks bad. And then you look at this healthy flesh dog. Like this dog, yeah, what up? Like that dog, that dog is just, it talks. Like, hey, what up, though, cuz? That dog doing stuff dogs ain't even supposed to do. You scared now. Like, oh my goodness, why the flesh talking, cuz? I can hear this dog loud and clear. The spirit dog, you like, I don't hear God. I thought they said God was real. I can't hear him. Look, your spirit. It's dying. How could you hear? You don't have an ear to hear. That spirit ear is dying. What's the point I'm saying? Man, we've been working our flesh out. Our flesh is in shape. It's healthy. You ready to do something negative. Oh, you ready to sin. It's like when it comes to sin, like, yo, let's get it. We going up the nut. Hey, hey, hey. We going up the nut. The moment somebody like, hey, man, let's kick it about purpose. Let's meet up and talk about our visions. Let's meet up and talk about our goals. Let's meet up and see how we can empower one another through biblical principles to live for Christ. Let's go fishing for disciples. Oh, I'm tired, man. Yeah, I can't do that tonight. Um, yeah, you know, it's a long day. Work got me crazy, though. You know what I'm saying? Got to feed the kids. We always got an excuse when it comes to the things of the Spirit. You can't find people. I can't tell y'all how many times it's hard to find people that want to be inspired. Like you, you could give away inspiration and people won't take it. And you could charge people $400 for some tickets to come entertain their flesh and they'll be mad that they didn't have $500 to be closer. That's just real life though. But you have the power to control your climate. You have the power to, to start embracing and engaging in the conversations that make your spirit stronger to feed your spirit, to pray, to read the word of God. I'm not talking about just going to church. I'm talking about a lifestyle, a lifestyle of 75 and sunny, 75 and sunny conversations, 75 and sunny music, 75 and sunny podcasts. Listen, if the weather ain't right, turn the channel. And you know, you know what I'm saying? This ain't about like, you know, being legalistic or dogmatic or any of those type of things. You know what's right. If you're spending time in God's word, you know. 
Come on, man. I know when I'm doing something wrong. I know that. I don't have to ask anyone all the time. You know what I'm saying? Let's just, let, this is what I believe in. Be real with yourself. Like, even if you ain't going to be real with everyone else, I'm talking just individually. Hold yourself accountable. You know if you don't have the right friends around you. Like, and sometimes we'll know, and then we still going out and asking people like, well, what you think about Young Killer, his music? And you looking like, hold on, what's his name? It, it go back to like David and Bathsheba. Her name is Bathsheba, and she in the bath. Like, look, bro, it's in the name. Sometimes it's in the name. Her name starts off B-A-T-H, Sheba. Look, bro, leave her alone. That, that, that's, that's too many. Don't ignore the signs. You know what I'm saying? My man's name is Young Killer. <laughs> you don't got to ask me if you should be listening to his music. Don't ignore the signs. I mean, but look, man, I can't tell you what to listen to. I can't tell you what to watch. I still love you. But what I am telling you, I'm just being real with you as a brother in Christ. And I'm saying, if you're walking around and you feel like you're covered in darkness and you feel like you're burdened and your life is just in shambles, maybe, just maybe, if you change the weather, change the temperature, maybe, just maybe, if you listen to things that support what you really want to do, Maybe you'll get there. Maybe you'll get there. Maybe you'll get there. I want to take a look at a scripture real quick. And it's more of an indirect reference, maybe even slightly metaphorical. I don't know. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. Let's look at what's happening. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Talking about Jesus. 24. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. This is Jesus sleeping during a storm. 25. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Look at what he does here, y'all. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this that even winds and sea obey him? Here's what stands out in this situation with Jesus and the disciples to me. As human beings, the weather can really control how we feel. It can make us afraid. It can make us happy. It, it can make us sad. Right. Like the things around you, your atmosphere, your climate has all this kind of, you know, input into what happens internally with you. And so you got the disciples are in this storm and they were asking God to save them. They were literally afraid that they were going to perish because that's how a storm makes us feel. But what I love about Jesus is Jesus got up. And he rebuked the winds in the sea, and he calmed the storm. Jesus literally controlled the weather. He controlled the weather, and then they were marveled. Like, what manner of man is this? Like, he controlling weather? What am I saying? Can I go outside and literally, 
you know, stop this snow? No, I can't do that. But what I can look and say is like, from my life, where are the storms in my life that I'm, I'm afraid and I'm, I'm asking God to save me because I'm, I think I'm going to perish? But where are those storms that I actually have the choice and the ability to get up and be like, oh, no, I'm under control on this one. I could turn that off. I could stop hanging with these people. I could stop going to that side of the neighborhood. I can get up and make something out of my life. What I'm saying is that there are things that you are in control of, things that you have the ability to calm some of the storms in your life. I'm not talking about magically. I'm not talking about you going outside thinking you Jesus and telling it to stop snowing because you're going to make a fool of yourself nine times out of ten, huh? But what I am saying is that there are some things in your life that you've been complaining about and that you've been, you know, afraid of. And, and, and we've been, you know, continue to fall into the same traps in our life. And there are some things that we have the ability to control the weather, y'all. So it's like, what you going to do about it? What are you going to get up and do? Like, what's in your control that you could get up and say, look, one day at a time. I talked to y'all about it on another show. What's 1,000 little things I could do? 1,000 small things. Every single big accomplishment has 1,000 small accomplishments behind it. Those are the things that led to it. Control the weather, man. All right, God's people. We're going to try something a little different right now. So look, about a month or so ago, my homie Gabe Parker brought me on his show. It's called The Path of Revelation Show. Look. You got to check out his show. So we had a conversation, and I was like, look, this is a pretty dope conversation, and I want my people to hear it. So Gabe agreed to let me borrow some of his show's content, and I'm only going to let y'all hear enough to make you want to go check out his show. But at the end of the day, I do really think you will enjoy what we talked about. His segment is called Who's on the Call? Let's see what his show is about. He's a real one. He's a real one. Who's on the call? Where the purpose of this segment is to stress the importance of having godly friends who will hold you accountable and challenge you. And so in this segment, I'm going to play a phone conversation between me and my good friend, Jermaine James, a.k.a. J. Will Music. You may be also familiar with his new podcast, Inspire God's People. And so this is a conversation we just had recently dealing with social media and how social media affects us. Let me ask you. So let me ask you this. Do you think that do you think that we are addicted to social media as a as a culture or society? All day long. Like, I think I think people underestimate you know, what addiction really is and how easily it is to become addicted to something. So I definitely yeah. think we are addicted to social media. I think we're addicted to our phones in general and just devices. So that definitely includes social media. Right. It's like, man, I, and, it's, and it's funny, man, something that me and Erica have been practicing. We try to do our best whenever we're out you know, with just us enjoying each other, like sitting down to eat or something. Like we purposely like, hey, let's put our phones away. Um, yeah. And I've taken that practice 
to like when I'm spending time with my family or a get together like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Like I'm oh, like yeah. super conscious about it. Like I'll pull my phone out and I'll catch myself like because I feel like sometimes you miss you miss certain moments because the, that, you know, it could be addictive. Like it's second yeah. nature, you know, you know, and it's easy to miss that though. Like, you know, I've been on the same thing really since last year. That was when I really started paying attention to it for myself, you know, and realizing like, I'm just like everyone else. Like I'm, I'm struggling with that as well because it's just so easy. You have that access and it becomes second nature. Sometimes I catch myself picking up my phone and I'm not even doing nothing. And I'm like, if you're not going to do nothing, why not just relax? But to your point, Man. you know, especially when I'm having family over and stuff, you know, we always trying to have stuff at the house. And so when people come over, I'm just getting more and more in the habit of like, you know, just putting the phone up and almost not even knowing where it's at, you know, so that I can actually just enjoy people, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So what are you, because uh, that's, that's, that's real. Because, you know, I've been thinking too, like, you know, as, as believers, like there, there are already so many distractions and it's almost like social media just brings those things. It's like, it's almost like social media magnifies those things. So how do you think social media? Okay. I'll ask you a two part question. Um, and I guess I'll probably make it personal to you. Like what happened? Was it one particular thing or a course of things that happened to make make you be like, you know what, I got to chill. I got to take a break on this, on, on social media or be conscious of how I use it. Like, was there one particular thing or just a series of things that you noticed? Yeah, to me, everything is always a process. And so just educating myself both biblically and academically, we're reading about psychology a lot. You know, I study a lot of psychology um, and correlate that to the Bible and stuff like that. And so the more that I was reading and also, you know, studying marketing and branding, like really it was the reading that pointed it out to me and let me see like, man, like they are purposely doing this stuff so that we can be addicted. So the more I started learning about the processes behind the scenes that are put in place to market and brand companies and, you know, advertise on social media and just the way it all comes together, like at some point, you know, the dominoes just started falling where I just started seeing, you know, more and more in my own life. After I read, then I'll just pay attention like, man, like, yeah, you doing that and they getting you. Yeah. You know? And and what a lot of people, because, you know, a lot of because we we're business. We love talking business. You know um, what people don't realize, too, with these algorithm changes is conditioning people to be addicted to social media. Like that's facts. Um, and I and I have to be careful because I remember, you know, just being an artist, uh promoting being an independent artist and promoting the path of revelation ministry and brand you know everything fell on my back so i you know i'm on social media sending uh making posts sharing new content all the time and i had built up my following to such a point where you know i would make a post and within 15 minutes or 30 minutes, I got 60 to 70 
to 80 likes, you know, and then, you know, to, and so the interactions was great. And then they changed the algorithm and I went from, uh, Thir- uh, 60 to 70 likes in 15 to 30 minutes to it's been three hours and I got 40 likes, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and so it's like, man, it, I got to do more. You know, I got to be in people's face. I got to compete for people's attention. And I'm That's speaking more, point. I'm speaking more so from a branding standpoint, but I think this happens from a personal standpoint with people as well. Yeah, because like, that's a great point. So starting with the branding piece, you know, for me, looking back when I had Bellwether Fashion and, you know, I did crazy sales on Bellwether, you know, just especially in the U.S., but, you know, obviously I even had some customers that were overseas and stuff. And one of the things that really kind of stood out for me was once Instagram, you know, included that algorithm because Instagram used to just be live. Remember a few years ago, right. it was just like real time. And so when, when Instagram was real time, my engagement was crazy. I could post a picture of a hat or a shirt and literally just start racking in sales from Cali or Texas or Florida. Those were like three of my main States um, where they support it. And so once they changed that algorithm, what happened for me was I realized how much that killed my business, number one, uh, my online business. Um, but I also realized how it started changing my behavior to your point. Man. I found myself trying to now do things to get more engagement when it was a little more natural at first. And, and as the longer that went on, at some point, again, as I said, with reading and, and learning, I was like, you know what, man? I'm not going to be a slave to the algorithm. Like, I'm not going to let them do that to me because then the algorithm changes. It's right. not just one. You you learn one and then they create a new one. Yeah, and so now you're at the mercy of the algorithm and social media. And really, what we're talking about is being programmed. It's, it's, All day. it's behavior modification and getting you to do something um that you probably wouldn't normally do or, or really control, control your behavior. And and I found myself, you know, it's time, you know, and now I want to just kind of talk about how this like affects us personally, because I know for me, I can't speak for you, you know, with that algorithm changes and, and the interactions up at the roller coasters of going up and down with interactions, you know, I wasn't praying like I should. I wasn't studying the word like I should because I was so consumed with what's going on social media now, because now I'm on social media, not just seeing what I need to be doing for Path of Revelation. But now I'm on there seeing everything on my timeline, all of the things that people are talking about. And yeah. I look up, I've been in the, I'm supposed to be asleep. At, at this time, it's been two or three hours later, and I've been scrolling. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, and, and you know what? Like, and you talk about that personally, and it's funny, it still correlates to business because, you know, we're business people. And so right. that <clears throat> social media for me really was never supposed to be personal. And that's really the crazy thing about it. I still, to this day, kind of hold the opinion that, 
if at some point I'm no longer, you know, in business and, you know, have, you know, kind of a reason to connect with people in that way, I don't even know that I need it. I really try to stay away from it from a personal standpoint, from the standpoint, like just from what you just said. And then it's like, I, you, it's hard to control who you're connecting with at some point. Like when you first start social yeah. media, it's a couple people that go to your church, a couple people that went to school with you. And then at some point, it's like you got people from all over the world. And right. it's like, look, man, I'm trying to stay focused on my life, my marriage. Like that stuff just opens you up to too much sometimes where it's like it's easy to get distracted if you just allow yourself to go with the flow of social media. So, no, that's a that's an excellent point, Jay. So that brings me to the next question I, I want to ask you. Um, Do you feel that social media is destroying us. Man, that that's that's such a loaded question and that's a great question. And I, I want to try to answer that, you know, in a fair way. I think social media has the power that we allow it to have, the power that we give it. Mm. And so I, I don't I don't want to say it's destroying us on its own own but it is assisting us in destroying ourselves. And so there are, there are some times where the issue is just you, you know, and, and I genuinely feel like that. Like if I'm on social media and I'm getting distracted by girls, right. Mm -hmm. To me, that's me. Like that's me. Yeah. That's Bible too. That's Bible though too. Cause it says, let no man, when he's tempted, say he's tempted of God, but every man is drawn is, is, when he is tempted, he's tempted of his own lust in the time. Oh, lust. Exactly. And so I try to be fair in the sense that can I blame social media if I'm looking at too many chicks? Like, I might be doing that in the grocery store if that's the case. So then right. I have to deal with me so that I'm consistent. But what I will say about social media is that because people are just going with it, and they're following each other, people are allowing the influence of social media to destroy us. And what I mean by that is, let's say, you know, me and you went to college together. So let's say if I'm like, man, Gabe just posted him and Erica, and they just bought a new car. Yes. Then I'm going to be like, "I, I should have a new car. And so what happens is I'm allowing this access that I have through social media to start you know, bringing out other insecurities that are already within me. So it's just assisting us in that way. So in essence, man, this is, this is good, man. So in essence, it's like, it's almost like social media is a platform for us to glorify our insecurities and mask and mask our insecurities as securities, because that's really, that's what, that's really what insecurity is. It's, it's, it's an insecurity Insecurity is false security, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, um, and that's real because I, I always say, man, social media reminds me of high school and college, at least the college we went to, because right. the, I feel like the college we went to, I feel like the college that we went to felt like a high school. It had a high school vibe. It, it was like it was, small. it was like a grad school version of high school. <laughs> like yeah, all day long. Yeah, I agree. And so, like, I really, 
I really felt like there was a sense of competition. You know what I'm saying? A sense of competition, whereas like, yo, I have to keep have the freshest J's or I have to have the freshest outfit. And, and that's how I see social media. Okay, everybody's posting about their children and their wife, you know, and there's nothing wrong with posting about these things, but it, there's a sense of... Necessarily. Right. And, and this is where it gets tricky, not to cut you off. Where it gets tricky to me is that what's wrong, right or wrong for someone else could be different for me. It's all relative because if if my issue, for instance, is pride, then me posting a selfie can be seen and it can be wrong. Right. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I can look on the surface and say everyone is dealing with what I'm dealing with. But sometimes the, the most simple thing on on social media really can be wrong in reality. Right. No. Yeah. Because 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 now we're dealing with the 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 root issue, which is the heart. Um, yep. And I think that social media. One of the biggest things that stands out to me about social media is everybody's coveting. Everybody's yep. coveting what everybody what everybody else has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and the people who and the people who are showing everything they have a lot of times, when we do that, what it's showing is that we want we want people to covet what we have, and so we're a stumbling block. It, it's it's kind of this weird, you know, like process in this full circle um, essence of like, man, you got one person that's doing the stunting and then you have another person that is affected by the stunting and you know for me i sit back and ask myself you know if 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 i have to post something on social media to to truly be happy about it then i don't need to post it and so i think a lot of it is about at least for me what i try to do and i'm not saying that i'm 100 percent in this either and that means you're not truly happy to begin with that's it. That's exactly it. So I'll ask myself, why am I posting this? Right. Like, what What am I trying to do? And there have been times that I'm like, no, nah, that don't need to be posted. And, right. and I like, you know, I'm like, no, nah, I ain't uh, that. There's no point in posting that. Right. Because now you, you see dudes taking selfies every other day or, you know, it's, that's it's, weird. It's, it's weird. It's super weird. But it's like, why am I doing what I do? You know what I'm saying? Why do I feel the need to 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 get people's attention and get people's like because it's two it's 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 a two-way street. You have the people that are looking at other people's social media pages and like, "Man, I want what they have. I want their life. I want their spouse. I want their house. I want a family like they have." But the people that are posting stuff to stunt on people they're not being fulfilled and made whole by the recognition that they're getting. The likes they're aren't. Not. They're not being satisfied by the likes because our the, our flesh is never satisfied. He's a real one. He's a real one. Guys, people, what did y'all think about that? That was Gabe Parker in the Path of Revelation show. He interviewed me for a segment that he has called Who's on the Call? I think it's a pretty dope segment. You know what I'm saying? I was literally in the car. Like, I was driving 
from a meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear keys and everything in the background and he liked to keep that raw feel in it. I thought it was dope. Uh, I talk to Gabe all the time. So that's really kind of how we talk through things. So check out his show. It's called The Path of Revelation Show. You can search it on iTunes and Spotify. Matter of fact, just Google Path of Revelation Show with Gabriel Parker as the host. Thank you so much, Gabe, for having me on your show. But listen, bro, I've been giving you a little too much time on my show. So back to Inspire God's Inspire, People. Inspire What in the world is up with people who end stuff that you are a part of without telling you it's over? It's just done. You know what I'm saying? And you feeling like, wait a minute, I thought I was a part of this situation that was happening too. So here's what happened. I told y'all before that I have to travel a lot on business, right? And so I don't typically eat fast food when I'm at home, you know, like, Literally fast food. Like nowadays, they have stuff that's more like fast casual, right? Where it's like quick food, but it's real food or whatever. When I say fast food, I'm talking about anywhere that sells a Happy Meal. Let's just look at it like that. If they sell a Happy Meal, I don't typically eat there. But there are times that I'm on the road and I just got to deal with whatever the options are. Now, I will say this I got to give myself some kudos. Last time I traveled, I did have some sandwiches with me on the way there. So this is on my way home. So I'm like, man, I'm driving for a few hours and I'm like, all right, I'm getting hungry. I got to stop somewhere. And I'm just waiting on something that's good enough. Turns out I go to this rest stop. They got a couple options. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go ahead and make the decision to eat at this, you know, popular fried chicken spot. I get up to the register. And I'm like, all right, I ain't had this in a long time. I'm going to get the, uh, the wings and the biscuit. Oh, hit me with that. Let me get a little honey. Get a little honey. And then I'm like thinking about what else I want to get. <laughs> and the old lady who was ringing me up, you know, she was like, all right, that'll be $6.13. And I just kind of paused and looked at her like, oh, it, oh it's over? <laughs> like, if you would have saw the look on my face, I was so hurt because in my mind, I was going to get something to drink or sometimes they got the little, you know, pies that ain't no good for you, but they taste good. And I was going to get something else. All I could tell you is that in my mind, I wasn't done. But this lady was serious. She was mad. So I gave her that $6 and I walked away with my food hurt. Like, oh, like, here's the thing. I thought usually, now again, let me say, I haven't been to the fast food places in a while. I thought they hit you with the, will that there be anything else? You know what I'm saying? Now, look, granted, I told y'all, I have worked fast food several times in my life, and I always had to hit people with the, will that be it? Will there be anything else? Like, can I upsell you on something? A drink will be an extra dollar. Oh, it wasn't none of that. Oh, girl, she wasn't asking no questions that she ain't want the answer to. Maybe she was listening to this show in the future. You know what I'm saying? And went back and decided, oh, I'm not going to ask you, do you want anything else? 
because I'm tired and I don't feel like lifting my hand up to get you nothing to drink because this lady ended my order. Like, that was it, bruh. And I know what y'all thinking out there. But Jermaine, that's ridiculous. If I were you, why not just tell her you had more to add? Let me tell y'all something about me. I'm the type of person that looks at a person. I get around you. I kind of sense like what you on. I have discernment. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, if this lady has to lift another finger on this shift before it's time for her to go home, oh, that's a finger in somebody's food. She didn't put her thumb in your drink. Like, <laughs> what I'm telling you is you had to look this person in her eyes. This is a lady that been through something. And this lady was ready to take out whatever she been through, whatever her husband been doing the last 30, 40 years, because she been married a long time. She got three kids and she got 15 grandkids. And last week was her grandson's birthday. And look, the kids came over and messed up and broke her little flower vase. You know what I'm saying? The cheap one that looked expensive because, you know, she done had it so long. And this lady's mad. How do I know all that? I looked her in her eyes. This is a lady that got some history. I look like somebody to her. I look like her grandson's best friend that came over there 10 years ago and broke something in her house. And what I'm telling you is that if I would have ordered anything, that lady was about to snap on me. And you know what's crazy about this? She probably forgot. Like, I'm sure this ain't on her mind at all. But for me, it stuck with me. And it just makes me think, like, man, how I treat people matters to them. Like, there are times that you're just casually going throughout your day, and maybe you popping off with attitudes at people. They don't know, you know, you had a long day at work, or, you know, your kids getting on your nerves, or your cousin called and want to borrow $200, or whatever. You know, it's all type of things that happen to all of us that can get us upset and irritable. And what it makes me think is like, all right, let me take inventory about how I'm treating people in passing. You know what I'm saying? Because I might do something to someone that leaves a lasting imprint on them. And it doesn't even have to be major. I think it's easy for me to recognize in myself, like when I do something big that affects someone, it's like, man, dang, I, I wish I could take that back. But there are so many little things, just like we talk about doing a thousand little things right, sometimes there's a thousand little things that we're doing wrong and it's leading to one big thing. Now, in the grand scheme of things, does this lady not offering me a drink or a pie or whatever else and just ending my order affect my life? Nope. But I can say this much, I might remember her face and if I hit that rest stop again, I'm gonna be like, you know what? How about I get a burger today instead of chicken? And then, you know, that store owner loses one sale because I don't want to deal with that person because she's mad for no reason, lady. And so all I'm saying is that there are small things we do in life that affect people. And that is our choice as to whether the small things we do are going to be good or they're going to be bad. Listen, we talked today about controlling your climate. And some of the examples I gave you know, talked about the external climate, right? But what I want you to think about, there's an internal climate as well. 
Like, there are things about you. So it's almost like, you know, we don't always need to be blaming haters. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes the storm is coming from within. And, you know, we can all tend in this life to want to blame external factors for everything. But what I've learned in my own life is that sometimes you got to look within and take accountability so that you can really change something that's stopping you from becoming who God called you to be. So let us pray. Jesus, we come before you, Father, so thankful and so grateful for this day and for this opportunity. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you open our eyes to be able to see the things that are within us that are stopping us from becoming who you called us to be. Not blaming everyone else. We understand that there may have been external factors. There may even be external climate that we have to control. But it starts with us to see where am I missing it? Where am I falling short? That I can control and please you. I pray for your people today, Lord God, that we become accountable citizens, mature believers in Christ Jesus, readers of your word, disciples and encouragers. In Jesus' name, amen. It is so. God's people, today's J. Will music song of the day is entitled Good Friends. It's from my project entitled Not Your Average. And we all need some good friends. Say we all need some good, good friends. Good friends. Good friends. Stay focused on the big picture But there's a photo on your screen Begging for attention Social media got us feeling greedier To satisfy this appetite for likes And once you get a taste of what it's like You forget who you are in real life I promise I'm not trying to kill your vibe Not the type to criticize If you listen, this is wise But wisdom sounds dumb to the dumb Foolish things come found wise It sounds like a contradiction Really it's confirmation The friends on our friends list could potentially hate us You ever wonder how many of your friends Are really your friends If you were down on your luck Could you count on one hand many people let you borrow $20 to tomorrow? Now how many will let you have it? Are they friends? Are they family? How many will let you have it? Are they friends? Are they family? Let you have it if you don't make it a habit If you want it, it's one thing If you need it, I got it But question, did you call just to check on me? Or did you call cause you know I had my check on me? These small things make a difference I hope it's cool when we reminisce The good times outweigh the bad But it all went way too fast 
your friends are really your friends? Down on your luck, can you count on one hand how many people let you borrow $20 tomorrow? How many people let you borrow $20 But the real question is, if they gave you that, how long would it really take for you to pay it you back? You ever wonder how many of your friends are really your friends? If you were down on your luck, could you count on one hand how many people let you borrow $20 to tomorrow? Now how many would let you have it? Are they friends or they family? How many will let you have it? Are they friends or they family? If I was having a bad time, would you make it a good time? And bring a little sunshine to drive the rain? Or would you notice my bad times and think it's a good time to throw a few stones to try to keep me in pain? What if you stood before God and you found out that stone that you threw at my face was etched with your name from some time in the past when you were living in sin and you had some regrets because you made some mistakes? But he gave you a break instead of breaking your face. He gave you some grace instead of taking your faith he's a real good father he's a real good friend only reason we're still here is because he forgives this song for every Christian in the world, including myself. I mean, honestly, I wrote it for myself first. You know, during my time working with students and working with kids at church and just touching different people across the world, I come to realize even in my own self, like, how many times have I thrown a stone at someone that had my name on it? You know, it's real easy to look at people and see what's wrong with them and see what they could do better in their life. But it's much harder to love. Guys, people, that song is entitled Good Friends. That's one of my favorites. You can find that on my project. I'm J. Will Music. It's called Not Your Average. Because I ain't dealing with average people. I'm dealing with God's people. And this is the moment you realize I got a song for everything. I love y'all. 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 God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 Act like you like it.